Hello and welcome to this episode of the Spotlight Podcast. My name is Christina Kerr, I work at Spotlight, and today we are talking all things funding. In particular, we're talking about crowdfunding and Kickstarter with Kickstarter's own Gemma Seltzer. Gemma is a very creative person herself. She is a writer. She runs Write and Shine, morning writing sessions, and she's previously worked at the Arts Council England. Her work is all to do with supporting artists in the UK, and hopefully today we'll be able to answer some of your questions about how you can make your project a reality. So whether you're dreaming of taking your own show to the Edinburgh Fringe next year or getting your short film off the ground, there's definitely something in this podcast for you. Take a listen. Gemma, thank you so much for joining us on the Spotlight Podcast. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I'm really excited to talk to you today because this is quite a different topic for us to cover, but it is about really taking ownership of your own work as an artist and how you can actually get the money to make it real. And I kind of wanted to start by asking you, you work at Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. How did you get into that line of work? What sort of brought you to helping develop other artists in the way that you do? Mm, Great question. Um, Yeah, uh, I lead on Kickstarter's work in the UK and specifically in the arts and cultural categories. Uh, So my job involves me travelling around, connecting with artists and organisations, bringing new projects to life. And that's always been a passion for for me. I've worked as a writer for many years. I make digital literature and performance and collaborative work and work on, I'm working currently on a a series of short stories. Um, Which sound great, by the way. You were just telling me off it. I did my elevator pitch at the beginning. (laughs) So it's a nice, it's a collection that's about women's voices and cities and ventriloquism. So I'm currently working on my own project. (laughs) So I'm really excited about it. Uh, and I also run Write and Shine at Early Morning, a uh, series of events, uh, writing events in London, um, and alongside that doing the Kickstarter work. So for me, there's always been a beautiful jigsaw of um, working life, like how do we make a living as artists? What is it we want to put out into the world? And for me, there's something about always trying to balance the creative work I'm doing and giving back to the creative community. So um, the job for me at Kickstarter is about nurturing creatives, helping people bring confidence, creating the conditions for them to realise their ideas through crowdfunding. Um, and I feel because I'm a creative as well, I understand the challenges of sharing your work, the challenges of doing something independently, when is the time to bring people in and collaborate, and when is the time it's just great to put something out in the world and, and see what happens. So, yeah, the Kickstarter role for me uh, is a big... It kind of brings together a lot of the things I'm passionate about, um, and it also involves travelling around the country quite a lot. Uh, you know, That's not bad. Not bad. <laughs> so I'm in London, but I'm also in Bristol and Manchester and Edinburgh and other creative cities, um, sharing uh, the opportunities that Kickstarter brings. So uh, I love that as well. It's I find it's fascinating to spend time with other artists um, and find that inspiring for my own work as well. Yeah, yeah. for sure, I bet. Um, I think it's really interesting at this point in time that um, things like Kickstarter have become so popular and so many different kinds of people use Kickstarter as far as I can tell. It's not just artistic projects, there's lots of other kinds of things on there as well. But what sorts of, you know, is there some particular kinds of projects that you think generally end up on Kickstarter? Is there a kind of, I don't know, quality to them? Mm. No, I mean, it's a very democratic platform. Uh, Kickstarter is kind of the biggest online platform for creative projects. So I guess it's everything from comics, books, films, games, design, technology, and they're all brought to life through the direct support 
of uh, other people. Um, it's been 10 years since we've launched, and during that time, I think the figure is 167,000 projects have been brought into wow. the world. And it's such a wide spectrum. So I love your question, uh, because I can answer like you know as, as much as you can imagine from... Yeah tiny little um, tiny projects in limited editions of a hundred um, to kind of large-scale uh, film projects that or technology projects that raise hundreds of thousands if not millions of pounds so there's a really wide range across all the categories and I suppose um, useful to know you know in theatre and uh, the performance categories it's huge as well very diverse and vibrant so from immersive plays live art um, dance um, all kinds of pieces, uh, productions from opera companies, um, local community groups bringing artist-led work to Kickstarter. I think uh, it's fair to say that a lot of people um, are exploring Kickstarter and crowdfunding as a way to share their ideas out in the world. Yeah, for sure. Do you think there's... Why do you, what do you think it is that attracts people to Kickstarter, in particular to crowdfunding, as an option? Is there, you know, something... I don't know, because I, I feel as though... Oftentimes, if you wanted to get funding for something in a more traditional sense, let's say, your project has to be quite fully realised mm. or imagined already. Do you think that's the kind of benefit of a platform like Kickstarter? Do you have to have a fully realised project in the same way? Yeah, I mean, people come to Kickstarter at all different stages of their process. Some when it's a very early idea and they kind of want to test it with people. Uh, does it work? Is it of interest? Um, and also in, in the later stages when they've kind of got everything fully together and they just need some funding and support and, um, uh, you know, taking it to the kind of final stage. Mm. I think one of the main reasons people would come is because because it's so um, open for everybody. Um, it gives you full creative autonomy over your project. You get to make all the decisions and bring in the people that you really, um, really care about your work and collaborate with them. Uh, I think it opens up the choices you can make as an artist. So you can uh, decide on the cover for your book. You can decide on the kind of spaces you want to use um, to showcase the work. And really, um, I think people are behind the idea, more and more people are behind the idea that culture and creativity really belongs to everybody and removing gatekeepers um, is a big part of that process. What happens if anybody and everybody could make art and share their ideas with the world? Well, then it becomes much more diverse. You start hearing yeah, from sure. voices that perhaps uh, you know underrepresented in their industries, and you get to push push the boundaries. You take some risks, and um, you get to explore uh, new ideas. Uh, and I think there's also something. Um, I guess it's it's naturally collaborative in some ways. I think even if you're a writer, um, you know, the work I do where I sit quietly on my own, actually nothing is done in isolation. Mm. But the idea of um, joining together with people to um, make something, bring something new in the world is really powerful. Like it's your idea, but you're uh, creating a community around it and getting people behind it. And, you know, maybe it resonates with them, maybe it also matters with them. This idea of collaborative making and support, I think, is really powerful. Yeah, for sure. I guess that's, it's just such a lovely idea behind crowdfunding because it means actual people are engaged with what you're trying to make doesn't it really and as opposed to just yeah as you said a gatekeeper kind of bestowing mm. um, legitimacy on you in some way it's yeah. actually could be your friends and your family and other people who are just interested in the arts kind of giving you their support which is not just financial in a way I kind of want to dig into then you know about in terms of actually setting up a project on a platform like Kickstarter or trying to get into crowdfunding for the first time, do you think um, there are sort of some key ways to get started? Are there sort of steps to success that people should know about? Hmm. I think because it's so open to everyone, 
um, the, one of the first things I suggest artists do is kind of really interrogate their motives for coming to Kickstarter because we see it as um, a storytelling platform. It is a place to get money, raise funds for your work, but it's also a place to share your story and open, open up your ideas to a wider community and build up your audience and uh, create a kind of legacy for your work. There's a group of people who will be supporting what you're doing, not just for this project, but into the future as well. So uh, I love to invite people to think of what reason they're coming to Kickstarter. Mm. Aside from the funding, what other reason might you come to Kickstarter? And that's a good place to kind of work out what's unique about your project. So perhaps it's about sharing um, uh, the vo underrepresented voices in your community. Perhaps it's about uh, exploring something brand new in your art form and uh, seeing kind of what can happen. Maybe it's just about testing a particular um, notion that you've got. Like whatever it is, whatever mm. the reason is, really um, digging into that and bringing that to the fore because that's your story. That's what's unique about what you're doing. Um, and w when, we, um, when we're supporting artists to, to share their ideas, we often guide them away from more charitable language. So things right. like, please help me, or please donate, or you know, that, those kind of things are less persuasive than, um, we'd love you to join us on this journey to make this happen, or right. you know, inviting people into the process somehow. So uh, you know, that, again, that's a good tip. Yeah, how can you uh, balance out what you're doing with the invitation for other people to be mm. part of the journey um, and the process with you? Yeah, I guess that kind of comes back to what you were saying before because it is a very inclusive... Yeah, it's it's crowdfunding, right? So mm. it's like the crowd is helping you make it, so you have to sort of invite them in somehow to the art making itself. Mm. I kind of wanted to ask you then, you know, it is quite a visual platform. Is there anything you could say in terms of how you visually represent your project? Mm. Are there sort of key ways to do that? Yeah, very nice question. <laughs> yeah, I think that is actually. I mean, it's like the internet is all you know, all visuals. So yeah. as you're building your project page, you uh, defining kind of a strong central image is great because that image that it will lead it will be the kind of thumbnail on the site. It will kind of lead your project. So having a visually compelling main project image without text or banners or anything, just a strong image that really represents your project. Um, is definitely a tip we give people and generally show and don't just tell so yes. a balance between text and telling people what you're working on and some images that um, high quality maybe landscape images that show your creative process I mean that's another thing to consider like Kickstarter is a great place to open up the work that you're doing. So showing images of the studio or the rehearsal room or your sketchbook or your work in progress mm. is all, are all the kind of things that backers find compelling because we all love to get close to the creative process. So really seeing um, how individuals make something new in the world. So it's, an, it's a nice test as an artist. Like how much are you willing to kind of open up and show people um, you know what, how it is you make work from the kind of yeah. pajama wearing in your in your bedroom <laughs> with a cup of tea. Like, what is it you will share with people? Because backers, uh, the reason people back projects is because they care about creative projects. They want to see something new in the world. Yes. So, um, you know, it's a generous act in some ways to open up your process and show them, you know, what the secret is, what's the magic behind this work. Yeah, for sure. So it's like kind of being generous in order to receive generosity. Yeah. Isn't it a kind of reciprocal thing there? Mm. Do you think there are sort of key mistakes that people make in when they're kind of presenting their work? Is it just to do with that kind of openness or are there other sorts of things that could go wrong? Um, key mistakes. 
I think it's always important to start with a really strong idea and express it as clearly and honestly as possible. Yeah. I think the whole platform, I mean, it's a tool. Kickstarter is really a tool for artists to use. And I would love, you know, all artists to really feel like it's a genuine opportunity. But it's a tool that's based on trust. So whatever mm. you say about your project is what your backers are going to hear. So there's no need to uh, elevate it or overhype it or, you know, the best ever, the biggest ever, the most ever. Right. <laughs> Actually, just being really clear and simple about what you're doing and why you're passionate about it. Um, is what backers need to hear because I think you know what works really well on the platform is remembering that it's about building a human connection it's human to give to want to give to something that you also care about so what are the ways you can remain kind of human even though it's it's a digital platform it feels like it's other it's kind of elsewhere but really what you're trying to do is um, have a conversation with backers so I guess one one thing that I notice, partly because I used to work at the Arts Council and in grant giving, right. sometimes the language is more, people present it like a pitch or in this elevated, formal way. Okay. And actually, uh, we find that kind of talking as, writing as if you're talking to a friend, so more conversational. Um, mm. tell, them, tell us about you, tell us about the ideas behind it. There can be kind of, um, yeah, a, t- a tone change, change that I think yeah. is worth That's doing. very interesting. Do you mm. think that's a remnant of the fact that, you know, maybe they've gone through more traditional mm-hmm. kinds of funding? Yeah. Is that maybe a feature of that sort of... Yeah, I think so, because that's that's the way that artists Mm. generally uh, secure funding through, you know, pitching and proposing, writing long proposals to um, arts organisations and grant giving organisations. Whereas this is you're kind of talking to a community and trying to find a way that resonates with them. And and a good test is um, if you're thinking of doing a Kickstarter campaign is to just browse the site. Uh, find some projects that are perhaps similar to yours and, and see how they do it because there's no wrong or right way of doing it. Everybody just finds uh, a way that's meaningful for them. But look at you know their goals and the time frame and the tone of voice they use and you know see if you were going to back the project, like what would you you know what appeals mm-hmm. to you? Um, what kind of language do you like to hear? I mean, I like it when the the videos are. Um, you know, a bit rough around the edges, like right. people, are, yeah. uh, you know, awkward or, um, you know, just, you know, they're... It's not they're, a super high production exactly. value or something. It's Why just not? honest. And, it's a real person telling yeah. you that they really care about this idea. Mm. And for me, I'm much more likely to kind of have a connection with that person. I think, yeah. wow, you're putting that out in the world. I'd love to help you make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I want to ask you then just to pick up on something you've just mm. said with the goals. Do you think people get the kind of funding amount wrong? One of the things that feels like it might be a trap <laughs> could be setting the money too high or too low to actually realise the project. Mm. Do you think there are kind of risks in that regard? Yeah, maybe. One of our stats is that uh, most projects on Kickstarter raise between one and $10,000. Okay, yeah. So, and actually, um, arts and cultural projects, you know, film and theatre and performance and dance generally raise around that amount of money. So that's something to bear in mind. Um, obviously, there's examples of million-dollar projects yeah. and much smaller ones, but nice to know that kind of $1 and $10,000 is the average. I feel like um, particularly performers or you know theatre makers might come to Kickstarter almost as an emergency when there's a gap right. in funding. Uh, and then... Um, you know, this kind of in-case-of-emergency-style funding means that you actually haven't had enough time to plan your project and kind of... You're, you're using Kickstarter 
to fill a gap in your funding yeah. and you're probably doing that at the same time as you're trying to kind of work on ticket sales and do your you know do production and kind yeah. of marketing and everything else so I think that's kind of one of the um one of the things that we're really focusing on like inviting um particularly theatre makers to come to Kickstarter early because yes. actually then you've got more time to think it all through to define your story and and to um, create a buzz around what you're doing in advance so that when your tickets do go on sale or when you really, you know, you start your uh, uh, push, um, there's already people interested in what you're doing. You're building up your mailing list, you're building up your interest. I think, you know, Kickstarter is a great place to do some storytelling, like deciding, you know, opening up your process early, letting mm. people know really what you're uh, what you're about and why your work matters and then you're doing it in more kind of a longer longer lead time right they can go on the journey with you a bit more yeah so in some ways that's what we uh, we see quite a lot people maybe the funding falls through or actually you haven't got around to doing um, mm. the fundraising that you need or ticket sales look uh, lower than you expected and then people come to kickstarter um, but I think there's just a way of um, thinking about it a bit earlier and having kickstarter as part of your whole planning process because yeah. it's also great for audience uh, development and for marketing as well. So it can be one of, you know, the tools that brings together the other things you're doing. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Do you think then, I mean, having worked at Arts Council England as well, I just wonder, do you have a perspective on what sorts of projects just maybe don't belong on Kickstarter or a crowdfunding? Po- like, are there some sorts of projects that just belong better in a traditional funding method or mm, not really? I don't think there's... It's, um, it's not so black and white, I think. I guess I feel like uh, crowdfunding um, should be part of your thinking in the early stages. So it's one of one of the ways you might um, share your ideas with others and do fundraising. I think thinking about how it fits in with your other goals makes yeah. sense. So mm-hmm. if it's about audience building or community building or it's a uh, project with strong community impact or social impact, you know, crowdfunding really works in that way because it's about spreading a message, mm-hmm. getting people excited uh, and feeling like your um, your project could resonate kind of far and wide. Um uh, so I think like thinking about it early and thinking about it as part of like a jigsaw. Like, yes. it's, a, it's one of the Lots many of pieces. pieces yeah. yeah. And so maybe if you're applying for Arts Council funding or other funding, you're also thinking about how um, how Kickstarter can uh, play a role in that. Um, I think the, the limitation, I guess, or one of the um, challenges with crowdfunding is it's a very open process. So mm. it's very generous to offer your ideas out into the world, but you have to be prepared for... Um, what that means that you will promote it through your networks and um, champion it through um, you know organizations you're working with and it's fair to say that for some some people will absolutely love it and it will resonate and it will really matter to them and other people they won't care at all and actually with grant uh, with applying for grants of course it's a more of a private process so thinking about how open you're feeling about your work and sharing it um, if it's a very early stage, you might find that more difficult than if yeah. you've um, you've established um, kind of exactly what you're you're doing with it. So it's really just you know your willingness to do that, I suppose. And yeah. if there's a limitation in that sense, that could be a limitation of using the platform. But it's kind of bearing that in mind early as part of the plan. Yeah, I think, but just because it's all possible, I think it's great to allow enough time to bring an idea to Kickstarter. Yeah, I think we encourage like a thirty day. Um, campaign and that is fantastic to 
uh, work towards. You know, one of the tips we have is to try and raise 20 or 30 percent of your um, goal in the first 48 hours and actually planning, you know, looking backwards, like where, what steps do I need to take in order to get there? Because um, mm, that's the key statistic in terms of the ones that actually are successful. Yeah, it just gives a lot of momentum behind what you're doing. Right. You get kind of friends and family behind what you're doing. There starts to be people rallying around your idea. Yes. Um, and it also alleviates some of the pressure and stress yeah. for you. I mean, I love saying to artists, um, like, life's pretty stressful as it is. Like, yeah. don't add Kickstarter <laughs> to that to list of list. things <laughs> that, are, you know, that you're lying awake at night, you're worrying about it. You know, the way to alleviate that is just some, you know, some serious planning. If it's a 30 day campaign, knowing what you're going to be doing each of those days, mm. having a plan for those four weeks and um, just will really help you out. So during the days of the campaign, you know what you're doing and you can respond to um, unexpected things rather yes. than, um, you know, having to spend all your time kind of planning still. Yeah, yeah as you're doing it. Yeah, that makes sense. I wonder, I mean, it seems to me like more and more people are turning to crowdfunding in general. Um, it seems to me like this is to do with how the industry is changing and how arts funding in general is changing. What do you think makes it such a popular alternative? Is there a reason? Or do you think there are changes in terms of traditional funding that have meant people are just stepping away from that method? It definitely feels like there's a movement like artists kind of gaining autonomy and feeling like they want to... Um, we all understand the value of putting new ideas in the world. Like yeah. We're living through difficult times and if nothing else, all we can do is kind of raise our voices and put some work that uh, matters to us out into the world. So um, projects on... Uh, crowdfunding, um, crowdfunding Kickstarter is really great for projects of the moment. Yes. So uh, when there's uh, a particular uh, moment in time for kind of politics or society, um, we see kind of a wave of projects who are really responding to that. And it feels like uh, Kickstarter can be a really great place to share those bold ideas that are responding to how we live now. And, yeah. you know, in fact, one of the things we're doing in the UK, we're running um, a spotlight on social practice um, projects. So right. artists that are specifically engaging with societal issues with their communities, engaging with politics. Uh, we're, we've got an artist development programme for uh, 10 artists and we're putting a spotlight on that particular area in the autumn. Uh, and I think that just shows, um, you know, the power of Kickstarter and these spaces where the bolder projects, the projects that speak to our lives and uh, what we're living through, particularly in the UK right now, mm -hmm. um, yeah, why it matters. Yeah. Um, yeah. And sure. asking other people to, to join in and share their voices and be part of uh, a movement, really. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think, just in terms of my own observations, it seems as though, um, particularly with the rise of things like streaming platforms like Netflix, etc., it's very hard for independent, particularly filmmakers, to get funded. Um, in the UK at the moment. So if you're listening and you're in that situation, that might be a reason to turn as well. If you've got a particular message that you need to speak on, it might be a good idea to turn to something like crowdfunding. Um, I wanted to just put a listener question to you, Gemma, if you don't mind. Mm. We did ask people on our various social media platforms if they were interested to ask you a question. We've had some a couple of similar ones, but I'll read you this one. It's from a Luke.Montague on Instagram who says that everyone seems to be using crowdfunding options to fund projects. So Luke's already on board mm -hmm. with the concept. But he wants to know how would you stand out from the crowd, given that it is becoming increasingly utilised as a way of funding projects? 
Yeah, great question. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're seeing more and more people turn to Kickstarter and find it a really meaningful way to uh, not just raise money, but share their ideas with the world and build a community around what they're doing. Um, yeah, successful projects. I think um, well, we've touched on a couple of the things. I mean, maybe I've got a few top tips. So the first is this idea of working out what your story is. Yes. I think... Um, you will know that. So it's worth spending some time, you know, brainstorming and interrogating and thinking about why it is you'd come to Kickstarter and having um, having been able to um, summarise that in a really strong uh, single sentence that kicks off your project page. And again, like I say, don't um, uh, overemphasise it. Like, be really honest. Like, what is the reason you're coming to Kickstarter and why does your work matter? And if you're passionate about the project then inevitably other people will, uh, will yeah. care about it as well. So uh, I think being really clear what your story is, and, and that I think that can be a challenge because we're often, when we're creating work, it's got so many different themes and collaborators and uh, aspects of it. So I think trying to um, simplify and clarify and come up with kind of one central idea, one central story uh, is kind of a way to... Uh, help people understand what you're doing and therefore want to kind of pledge and support what you're doing. Um, I think we mentioned as well earlier, show, don't just tell. I mean, mm-hmm. when I'm looking at uh, draft at draft project pages, honestly, the, the first piece of feedback is often to add images. Right. So there's plenty of projects that come through that are just text all the way through. And I guess we have to be honest about people's attention spans yeah. and what kind of, yeah, you know, yeah. what the internet is like and, you know, what we're all like, actually. Bite-sized information, uh, plenty, like, short paragraphs. You can use bold on your project page. You can use images that illustrate and punctuate your points. Um, so Treat It is a visual storytelling platform. So uh, even if you're not ready to launch your Kickstarter straight away, start collecting those images mm. that say something about the work you're you're making. So definitely um, making it stand out through uh, the visual means. Um, another thought is um, the rewards. Um, we always say there's actually three ways that you tell your story on Kickstarter. So one is through um, the project description um, and kind of uh, this idea of putting lots of visuals in and really having a central story. Um, then also the video. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, plenty of people feel it's hard to be on camera, actually. But um, we spoke earlier about the value of a human connection. People want to see who's behind a project. Um, it can be a really great hook for people to kind of see that there's a real person living yes. their real life and they just really care about this idea and mm. really uh, want you to support it. Um, so, yeah, the description and the video and the rewards as well. So the rewards also tell your story. So thinking about uh, unique rewards that um, are really uh, coherent and reflect something of the project and your uh, your story and uh, the people behind it. So the rewards, just to explain a little uh, further, are the one other sorts of things you give in exchange, right, for funding. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So you would have a a list of rewards at different tiers, different uh, levels, and people pledge at that level yeah. uh, to receive um, what's on offer and. And we see rewards as um, tokens of gratitude rather right. than a, a transaction. Like Kickstarter's not a, a store in that way. Um, so thinking about if someone uh, is supporting your project through giving um, some money, how would you like to thank them? Um, and it might be, again, through sharing some aspect of your uh, creative process. So, for example, in, in film... Um, 
artists using Kickstarter might use um, share uh, some of their props or oh. a signed copy of their script uh, or photos of the cast um, as um, as and rewards towards. that people pledge oh, on. So nice. you're getting a little insight. You're getting something from the project itself um, and you get a little token um, as, of thanks as part of it. So making sure the rewards tell the story of what you're doing as well. Um, because it's all about opening up your practice and inviting people to be part of the journey to make something brilliant and new in the world. So, um, yeah, that's a kind of good way of uh, standing out. Some unique rewards and some fun ones that really uh, share what you're doing with others. I kind of want to know... Have any stood out to you in terms of rewards mm. you've seen offered on the site? Yeah, there's uh, well, there's often like an acknowledgement reward. So yes. for one or two pounds, um, the artist would um, thank you mm-hmm. for uh, your support, and that can be um, as simple as uh, your name in the credits of a film or in the program um, or the um, book. Uh, but sometimes it's really um, kind of a concept or an idea okay. um, I remember Saul Williams the poet had um, a kind of spoken word film um, on mm. Kickstarter last year and for I think for a dollar you would be visited in your sleep by a magical choo-choo bird who okay. would whisper great dreams to you or something and it was you know it was part of the the story the he story, was telling yeah. about um Yeah, about the film. Um, And I think, you know, uh, a couple of hundred people pledged on that reward just for a dollar Mm. to get what is... It's a concept, it's an idea, (laughs) but it was fun. Um, So those kind of things are good. And and I guess um, there's a really nice example from uh, the Movement Company, which are... um, a US uh, theatre company and their project was called What to Send Up When It Goes Down. Um, And they had... um, uh, a reward level which was uh, a seat for you a seat for me so you pledged uh, pledged at that level and you uh, sponsored a ticket for uh, a member of the community a young person and you got a ticket for yourself as well so oh, this nice. idea of kind of paying it forward as well and the, mm. the theme of the um uh, of the work was about uh, l- uh, loved ones that you've lost and kind of how you surround yourself with um, mm. people who, who you care about and care about you. So it made sense that there was this kind of pay it forward aspect to um, to the, the rewards level. Yeah. So in that way, for me, that's something that can really stand out, a unique reward that says says what you want to say about your project. Um, yeah, I, I love that. Oh, I really like all of those examples. <laughs> I would totally go for those rewards. So if people wanted to actually get in touch directly with Kickstarter, is there a way that they could learn more directly from the business in terms of how they should do their projects? Mm. Yeah, we're often out and about in the world. Um, actually, we Kickstarter often collaborates with like-minded organisations who care about supporting and enabling artists. And in 2019, we're partnering with the Fringe Society, actually, um, on a set of... Um, health and wellbeing events at Fringe Central uh, during August uh, in their uh, Performer Hub. Uh, we're offering um, office hours actually on August the 6th so you can drop into the hub uh, and spend time with a Kickstarter member of staff to get some advice uh, and all around that actually that partnership with Fringe Society we're offering one-to-one coaching um, on people's projects 
there's a, a fringe cast, there's like an online webinar that detail kind of how, how to bring a performance project to Kickstarter um, and there's other incentives along the way. So yeah, that's kind of one key date, the August the 6th, August when the we'll 6th. be at Fringe Central. Perfect. You can drop into Spotlight's wellbeing sessions and then drop into Kickstarters. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about wellbeing for us all, yeah. Um, thank you so much, Gemma. I just kind of want to finish up by asking you any final advice if someone's looking into doing alternative funding for the first time and whether or not there's any resources they should know about or alternatively, how can they ask questions? Mm. Well, yes. Um, uh, yeah, uh, so Kickstarter's uh, website, kickstarter.com, yes. kickstarter <laughs> um, uh, has a creator handbook, which actually is a really great guide for everything from setting up your page, troubleshooting, like how to build rewards. So that's definitely um, a good first step. Uh, we also have an online magazine that's called The Creative Independent, and um, that is uh, a great, again, resources for uh, kind of emotional and practical advice on living your life as a creative and sustaining your creative practice. And there is w there's plenty of advice. And one piece that I really love on there, one article is called A Creative Person's Guide to Thoughtful Promotion. Uh, and that's something we haven't talked about so much today. But how is it, you, you know, you build a beautiful page and your rewards are amazing and unique. How is it that you then share it with the world whilst um, staying true to yourself and, um, you know, thinking through everything you need to do in order to make the biggest impact? So Creative Person's Guide to Thoughtful Promotion is a really great how-to guide um, how we as artists can use our full selves um, to promote what we're doing. So yeah, kickstarter.com is definitely somewhere to go. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm often sharing advice and events I'm doing, so that's just at Gemselts, and I'm happy to hear from anybody who's thinking about a project um, and kind of offer advice and um, follow up with what they're they're doing. And I guess I guess I just wanted to say kind of one final thing, which is. Um, one of the things that's really great about Kickstarter and people don't always know is that we're um, a public benefit corporation and it's uh, a type of legal structure that is a for-profit company that has this mission at, at our core, so to help bring creative projects to life. And so things like a positive impact on society um, and um, fighting inequality and champion arts and culture is kind of within our DNA. So um, as artists, it feels like a great place to share your ideas. It's set up by artists. Most people who work at Kickstarter are artists. It's a very um, nurturing and supportive space for artists. So I hope when you start looking at resources and start building your page, it really feels like that. It's something that is uh, for artists and for you. Perfect. On that note, thank you so much, Gemma. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Spotlight Podcast. If you have more questions about how you can crowdfund your own projects, head over to the Kickstarter website. Keep in mind as well that Kickstarter have lots of development partnerships with other arts organisations like the Edinburgh Fringe and Shooting People, so keep an eye out for those. If you've got a question you'd like us to answer in an upcoming podcast, drop us an email at questions at spotlight.com. That's all for now from the home of casting. <laughs>